From the PSIA ASI Mobile Studios in Annapolis, Maryland, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair, and we are on the phone with Katie White, who's joining us from... Where are you right now, Katie? I am currently in Illinois, visiting my parents. This is where I grew up, so I'm just here on my off-season break. So, off-season break. What do you do in the off-season? Oh, (laughs) I try to get to some warm weather. Um, I'm doing never or the endless winter for the last six years um and so i go from montana to chile and so when i have my off season i like to go somewhere warm i try to get in the water whether it's wakeboarding or surfing kiteboarding and just enjoy the the time off and out of ski boots so what is your endless winter what do you do during the the winter season and then what do you do when you're down in chile um, so I am a, a ski school supervisor. I supervise the children's side of our ski school at the Yellowstone Club in Montana, and I've been there for seven seasons. And then um, when I go down to Chile, I instruct down there in a ski school in Portillo, Chile. So tell us a little bit about the Yellowstone Club. What, what exactly does that entail? I, I've heard about it. It sounds really interesting, but I'd like more information. Yeah, it's I'm, it's definitely um, a very unique place. It's a private ski resort, and the ba- main question I always get is, is it actually a, a ski resort? And it really is. I mean, we have, like, almost 2,700 acres of skiable terrain, I think, um, and awesome skiing, great tree skiing, but it's private, so it's, it's members or guests of members only which makes it pretty unique in that we always have the same return clientele. Um, but it's, yeah, we have a, our ski school is just under 300 instructors currently. So we're a pretty big school and it's in, um, it's right in big sky, Montana. So our membership can ski the Yellowstone club and then we can also ski right over to big sky and have access to all that terrain as well. So it's not just a Nordic area. No, no, we have Nordic trails, we have, but it is a full, full functioning ski resort. And we just put in a gondola last year and expanded our, our ski terrain. And so it's, yeah, it's a full ski resort. <laughs> now, I want to continue on that vein of the endless winter, because how do you avoid injury or just overuse stress uh, injury type? Yeah, that's a a really good question and something that's always on my mind. Um, I am fortunate that I studied exercise science and I have my um, background is really in strength and conditioning, so training athletes for sports. Um, So I'm fortunate that I can apply what I studied to myself, Um, but I am always working to stabilize my joints and then also keep them mobile, so it's kind of that balance of you know, you want them to be strong, but still mobile. So you can recover. And, um, if you were to fall, there's a little bit of play in your joints, I guess. (laughs) Um, but rest is super important as well. And I definitely am a believer in good night sleeps and listening to my body. So when it's time to take a day out of ski boots, as challenging as it is, I force myself to take a rest day. Um, And then the off season is also super important for me where I'm just having time out of boots and, you know, I'll 
go walking, running, trying to strengthen my ankles and everything. Uh, tell us about your position as a, a children's supervisor. What do you do there? Um, so I am involved with hiring all of our instructors and then training them, getting them prepared to, to teach for the season. We have in our children's program, we focus on kids age two to seven. And so then once we have everyone hired and trained, I'm really involved with assigning lessons and then um, I'll, you know, making sure everyone's schedule is correct and just kind of taking the program and making sure we, everyone is at work and knows when they're supposed to be at work and that our, all of our lessons go smoothly. So once once we get our lessons out for the day, I tend to ski around and try to find lessons and just pop in and see what instructors are teaching and offer advice if they are in need and just kind of put out little, you know, fires all day long. That's the job of a ski school supervisor. <laughs> now, you stated a number that's very surprising to me. It's interesting, though. It, it seems like three-year-olds is, is a very large market in skiing these days, but you're two. Yes. We we start our, our kids pretty young. Um, we have a special one-hour lesson that we offer for two-year-olds. Um, so, and it's really at that age, just about getting them outside, starting to get them familiar with the equipment. And, you know, as, as everyone knows, there's some two-year-olds who are ready to go and there's some who just need time playing in the snow. And, um, but it really is mostly just getting them comfortable and familiar with, with snow and skiing and all the equipment. So it's a really dialed back product and it's always one-on-one. -on -one, so they get that individual attention. Um, and we found an hour is plenty of time. <laughs> I would think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what are your plans coming up for this season? Um, well, so I'm heading down to Chile to, to start skiing in a week. I'll be at Portillo for the next three months. And then um, after that, I'll have an off-season. And then I start work for hiring and everything at the Yellowstone Club mid-October. Um, and then this coming year, my, my main focus is really I'm, I'm hoping to try out and make the national demo team. So I've... Um, made our regional demo team tryouts this year. And so that's kind of what I'm really gearing up for and training for right now. I was trying to take a very roundabout way of getting to that. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about your development as an instructor. First of all, what got you interested into instructing? And then as you went up through your different certifications, what was the point where you thought, you know what, I really want to go for it and try out for the national team? You know, I've thought about this more and more, and I've answered the, this question a few times this year. And What really got me into this industry and what's kept me here is the people. Um, the reason I moved to Montana and started working at the Yellowstone Club were because I had I had close friends who were already living there, working there, um, and they convinced me to come on up and just do one season. You know, I was always going to go back to grad school. <laughs> and then um, after my first season, I I fell in love with skiing, and I, I did my level one, and I made lifelong friends that I'm still really close with in my level one. And, and then I 
I don't know, I'm kind of an obsessive personality type where when I'm like, well, there's three levels. Yeah, I need to do all three. I can't stop at one. So that kind of got me going, and it was like I just had to prove to myself that I could do it. Um, and just the way the timing worked as far as the decision to pursue demo team, I happened to get my level three in 2016 when they had the last tryouts. So I just knew in the back of my mind I had four years and I wanted to keep working towards something and I didn't put a lot of pressure on myself, but um, it was just always on my mind that I had a goal that I was training for. And so, yeah, we're three years in and a year to go until tryouts. What about the process? Are you liking the best right now? I think it's the constant development. So whether when I look back to my first season where I was, you know, barely able to ski a blue run <laughs> to now, um, and I, you know, I still am constantly developing every season and the learning is never stopped. And then the more you're around people in this industry, you realize that's, that's the same for everyone. There's always development. It doesn't matter what level you're at. And I think that is the, the hook for me. Like you can keep going and keep going, whether you're developing your technical skills or your, your teaching skills or your eye for coaching and how you deliver. Um, it's just, yeah, I've been really, really cool to keep developing. And that's one of the questions I'm asking everyone in this series what are you hoping to improve in your skiing this year as well as your teaching? Oh, did I lose you there? I, yes. What are you hoping oh. to improve in your skiing this year as well as your teaching? Wow. Well, the list is long. <laughs> um, you know, my skiing right now, I'm, I'm really, I've been focusing a lot on my short turns. So those have been my focus and then I also am fortunate when we're in Portillo there's a, a GS course set every day so I, I was never a ski racer but I really love that side of it the competitiveness and um, so hoping to improve my racing a bit and then my teaching I think just really fine-tuning that upper level I like for possibly race coaching or just those higher level students or instructors who are training for certifications really helping them fine-tune what they are doing and, and being able to deliver it in a concise way. And in conclusion, I'd love for you to leave us with uh, just kind of a, a tip or some guidance on connecting with young kids when we have them in a lesson. Yeah. Oh, that's my favorite question. <laughs> um, you know, I think it's so important to really listen to what the kids are saying and doing and um i think a lot of times as adults we kind of have our own agenda and we've you know we have goals for them but it's really important to let the kids explore and let them experiment and practice and and feel comfortable with you and so it's just yeah being being really patient and listening and taking your time to invest in them and watch them grow rather than trying to set expectations of your own. Katie, I sure appreciate you taking the time to chat with us on your very brief break from skiing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> and we wish you all the best as you prepare for the upcoming tryouts.
Uh, that time Thank is you. really going to go fast between now and April, don't you think? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure it will. It's already flying by. <laughs> well, from the PSIA ASI Mobile Studios in Annapolis, Maryland, I'm George Thomas. Thanks for listening to First Chair.